The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Every time a missile misses its target, a train derails, or a faulty airbag fails to save a life, we wonder whether these failures, which can sometimes reach catastrophic proportions, are caused by a counterfeit part that may have infiltrated the supply chain. Welcome to People to People, working together for your safety with host Stan Salat. Stan has the answers to your questions on protecting yourself and the safety of your loved ones, including your pets. Don't miss out. Now, here is Stan Salat. Hello and welcome to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is all about the anatomy of counterfeits. My guest, Inder Desai, and I will be discussing three different directly related Three, uh, try that again, discussing three things directly related to counterfeits and how basic process controls can help change the future. We're going to talk about what are counterfeits. We're going to be talking about what are the impacts of counterfeits and how do you protect yourself from buying counterfeits and uh, kind of look at just how all of that comes together and works. Our show is sponsored, uh, as you uh, have been, as I've shared in the past. Our show has uh, has been sponsored by Business and Quality Process Management and Secure Components LLC. Business and Quality Process Management LLC provides business process and quality management consulting training and software tools. The principles of BQPM led the development and implementation of the International Hazardous Substance Process Management Certification Program used by more than 4,500 manufacturers to demonstrate compliance to the European Union's restriction of hazardous substance laws and the International Counterfeit Avoidance Certification Program. To learn more about the work that BQPM does and how they can help your company, visit their website at www.bqpm.com. Secure Components LLC is an independent distributor specializing in obsolete and hard-to-find components. Secure Components is the first company in the world to achieve the international certification for their counterfeit detection and mitigation process controls. Their IECQCAP certification was achieved in accordance with the SAE AS6081 standard. When you need to find high-quality, obsolete, or hard-to-find components, you want secure components on your team. To learn more about what secure components can do for you, visit their website at www.securecomponents.com. I'm extremely excited to have Indra Desai on the show today. Uh, Indra and I go back a a good many years. Uh, We've worked together at various places doing various things. Indra has 30 plus years of experience as a senior 
manager, executive, and advisor in the high-tech industry. He has a unique combined background in organization development and implementing organization excellence, new product introduction, program management, customer service, software quality, CMM, ISO 9001, 14001. Indra moved to the San Francisco Bay Area in the early 1990s, where he held positions in quality management in multiple ISO, uh, multiple semiconductor equipment companies and healthcare industry. He has expertise in implementing QMS quality management system and ISO 9001-2000 and applying Six Sigma methodologies to achieve high customer satisfaction, reducing defects, reducing waste, and improving reliability through gap analysis and process improvement. Uh, Currently, Indra is a senior advisor at V2 Solutions a software solutions company and provides consulting for continuous improvement to various organizations. Indra has a BS in electronics from Bangalore Bangalore University, certificates from Crosby Quality College, TQM from San Jose State, lead assessor in Six Sigma Master Black Belt, uh, you can also uh, contact Indra directly at uh, desai at comcast.net. Indra, uh, an impressive, impressive background. Um, and again, a, a friend, uh, welcome to the show today. Thanks a lot, Stan. Uh, it's a long introduction, a lot going on and lot many things. And counterfeit is one of those subjects also that ties in into customer satisfaction. So sometimes we wonder what customer satisfaction is all about. Is it just the running of the product or getting the right type of product? So this was, this was a good subject to talk about. And it ties in very nicely to the types of things that you have done and are doing in uh, process control. I guess that's a bit of the, um, the discussion we'll have today is just how you can use process controls good management techniques to ensure that the uh, products that you're either producing or selling are, in fact, uh, counterfeit-free, if you will, or uh, non-counterfeit. And I guess to some degree, we wanted to talk a little bit about this relative to good process decisions that we as consumers might make when we're uh, out shopping. I mean, Let's face it, it is a process that we go through, so perhaps we can touch a little bit on uh, what we would look for as consumers and how we can use that to uh, enhance our our holiday shopping. Very true, Stan. The the basics, actually, if you look at it, when we look at the process, I think everybody with the holidays coming in is already starting to plan on what... uh, things to buy, uh, especially toys or consumer items or, uh, or any other products, uh, maybe like shopping bags or anything like that. But one of the things that probably in, became interesting and when we were discussing this too is that maybe one of the most important part is to understand 
how what does counterfeit really mean in today's world when i mean typically when a counterfeit how does it fit in so i mean there are electronics so within electronics what would one say what is counterfeit within that right and so i think probably it might be good to see if we can try to isolate that as what counterfeit is all about and in electronic component it's very easy to say that you could do counterfeit by remarking or reusing when the recycling program came about and so people have been recycling components right but uh, i i believe uh, you you are the expert on this one and you have <laughs> seen some of the areas how people have been reusing or remarking some of these parts so maybe you can help uh, the me as well as the audience here to understand what uh, counterfeit is all about what what are these counterfeits that that's a very good point indra um let, let's talk about it. The, the title of the show today is The Anatomy of Counterfeits. And as I pointed out, we're talking about what are counterfeits, what are the impacts of counterfeits, and how do you protect yourself from buying counterfeits. So starting at the top, what are counterfeits? As you've pointed out, the one that's probably the best known today because of publicity more than anything else is the electronics. And in the electronics, we've seen numerous uh, TV shows, particularly news shows. Uh, I've actually participated in uh, a few of them myself on CBS or ABC or NBC, where we've demonstrated or shown uh, cell phones, uh, particularly iPhones are one of the big ones, but phones where the batteries are built into them, they've got a counterfeit battery in them. The phone itself, uh, we've demonstrated by showing some of the counterfeit phones. They look like an iPhone from the outside at first glance, but obviously when you start looking closely, uh, somebody has in fact uh, taken the intellectual property from the outside and created something that's similar but different. Uh, you also have textiles. Uh, clothing particularly, but it can be anything from clothing to um, bedding to uh, towels, sheets, uh, you name it, anything in the textile industry. Uh, that can be counterfeited. The big uh, part of counterfeiting of that type of product is what it takes to actually color the product, the chemicals used in the, co- in the uh, products are the typical difference the high quality ones have uh, hazardous substance free materials used whereas the counterfeit ones might have high levels of lead or cadmium in them you also have the furniture uh, where the material again is a big part of it the uh, phthalates that are used or the another aspect of this one is the flame retardants We've heard recently about the automotive piece, brake pads being one of the common ones found to be counterfeited as well as uh, airbags have been another issue. Uh, there's defective airbags that are, should not be confused with counterfeit airbags, but at the end of the day, there are counterfeit airbags being sold around the world. The fashion wear obviously has been, uh, has been and continues to be. An issue. I was recently in, in fact, last week I was in New York City, and on almost every other corner, uh, 
down by Times Square, there was uh, carts full of, of name brand or stated name brand handbags selling for $10, the type that you normally would not be able to buy for less than 1000 Cosmetics, jewelry, appliances, and building material kind of make up the balance. Uh, again, on the building materials, it's everything from the wires to the uh, drywall. We've heard about the stories of formaldehyde in the drywall. So that, that kind of makes up the various types of products or, if you will, the, the, the essence of what is being counterfeited. And as I've shared in the past, the International Chamber of Commerce estimates that counterfeiting alone will make up will um, will be a 1.6 to 1.7 trillion dollar industry uh, by 2015-2016. So in a year or two at the most, it's going to be a significant business. Wow, that's that's pretty big. So you tell me one thing. Sometimes when people talk about these parts or products, especially when you talked about the fashion wear and the cosmetics or jewelry where they talk about the knockoff, those are the type of uh, a, where they look like the, the brand name, but actually they are not, right? And then when we look at the impacts, probably we can look at what could be the impacts out of it, like which you mentioned of uh, being hazardous material within that product, which uh, actually the, the brand name would not have it, right? That, that's very correct. Um, and let's pick on cosmetics for just a minute because the cosmetics is one where, again, they use an intellectual property mark, the actual logo that would be sold, uh, and you you know pick pick a high a high quality cosmetic. What you wind up finding is that the content of it is not at all what the name brand actually puts in theirs. There are people who have suffered from skin rashes to skin burns. Um, some of these products come out with high levels of acid in them. I, it's, just, it's just unbelievable when it comes to cosmetics what can be found in the cosmetic itself. Often these are sold on the street corners, they're sold in um, the small retail shops, sometimes without the proprietor's knowledge, uh, honest mistakes where, you know, somebody will walk in the door and say, gee, I, I got stuck with a load of product here that um, somebody was supposed to buy. I couldn't, uh, they decided they couldn't buy it or they failed to come through with, a, with the funding. Uh, so I've got this truckload of material I can give it to you for a really good price, and they're talking to what are commonly referred to as mom and pop shops. That's not as common, but it does happen. So while not everybody knows all of what they're doing, uh, the majority of that type of material or those types of products uh, are sold with malice. Uh, they are, in fact, counterfeit. They're sold as counterfeit. And the enticement is that somebody who cannot afford to buy an ounce of cologne for, or um, well, cologne or something similar for a thousand dollars will pay ten dollars for an ounce of it, only to find out what they have is in fact very dangerous. Right. So what you're touching here is uh, 
sometimes in unknowingly you could get into the product. So the, this brings me to the point is that if you do not have a good process on managing your supply chain or where you are buying your parts or components or for that matter the material itself as to a, um, doing that, then if the process is broken, the chances are that you could get something which uh, really is not the right type of product. Is that correct? It is, but it comes back to is it broken? Is it a broken process or is it a missing process? Um, I I think you could speak uh, very eloquently about how many manufacturers or retailers, for that matter, really don't um, deploy a real process approach to their supply chain management. Very true. Typically, what I have seen is that when the emphasis is given onto the monetary side or the profitability or the margins that you are, then the process is always overlooked or broken and people will uh, will break the, the process and jump the steps of qualifying the supplier or the material or test the material before it, uh, it gets back into the, the supply chain, which then ends up into the customer side or anywhere there. Yeah, very true. Right, and, and there is in a good, uh, well—I believe it's called a well-defined and implemented quality management or supply chain management program. We would expect to have a defined process where the supply chain, and that includes delivery and sales, the marketing, the the entire chain of events, are all managed in a very controlled way and most importantly in a way that demonstrates knowledge um, that the people involved have of what they expect to be happening. Andrew, we've got to take a short break for radio station identification and give our uh, our sponsors a chance to uh, enjoy some sponsorship. So if you'll stay with me and audience, please don't go away. We'll have some more discussion on counterfeit the anatomy of counterfeit. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Secure Components is proud to be the first independent distributor certified to the Department of Defense adopted AS6081 Counterfeit Avoidance Standard. Our clients view us as partners in counterfeit avoidance because we share our source of supply. We have earned their trust to procure electronic and mechanical components specifically when their requirements are obsolete or unavailable from authorized sources. Visit SecureComponents.com today to learn why the largest aerospace defense and technology companies in the world partner with Secure Components. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit 
HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191, bqpm.com. Together, we are working for your safety. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is People to People, working together for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Stan at stansalot.com. Again, that's Stan at stansalot.com. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salot. Our show today is all about the anatomy of counterfeits. My guest, Indra Desai, and I have been discussing three things directly related to counterfeits and how basic process controls can help change the future. We've been talking about um, what are the, the three pieces, if you will, what are counterfeits. The second piece is what are the impacts of counterfeits. And the third piece we'll be talking about is how do you protect yourself from buying counterfeits. Andrea, I'm hoping you're still there. Yes, absolutely, Stan. And I think uh, one of the things that I was thinking about while the break was going on, uh, Stan, is that in the last segment you mentioned about the impacts of counterfeit, like in talks about on cosmetics where people got rashes and things like that, uh, or something much more health-wise impacted as well as safety but one thing that uh, crosses my mind is that when there is an individual who gets impacted because of a counterfeit part, but if you look at the corporation, the impact of a counterfeit part would be tremendous from the perspective of if you had to recall or replace parts. And if the, from a per- process perspective, like in the case of uh, drugs or Anything medical, uh, there is a lot of traceability, but we don't follow that type of traceability of the components uh, to the component level or to the part level within the consumer items. So I think that would be a very, very big impact. Do you, I believe uh, one time you were uh, sharing with us the example of where there was a toaster which had a bad power cord, which caused uh, a, the whole house to burn down, right? And uh, you probably you might uh, yeah. you know a little bit, uh, can you share a little bit more on that one? Right. What you're talking about is the, um, it's actually something that's been reported. The, the problem has been reported on numerous uh, main uh, or primary TV networks. Uh, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, they've all reported on the counterfeiting 
that's being done of power cords and the the actual counterfeit is counterfeiting process if you will is substandard cables cables without sufficient copper wire in them and then they apply a UL the underwriter's laboratory uh, credentials to it that imply that the cable is actually a qualified cable and what happens whether it's a toaster or an extension cord and particularly you know as we move towards the holidays regardless of, of what your beliefs are as people put in uh, the power cords to light up the lights they start stringing these cords around they put them under uh, carpets or under uh, throw rugs if those cables are substandard even though they have a UL label and they appear to be okay uh, they catch fire very easily a uh, little bit of load on them they overheat and that heat then creates a uh, spark if you will or if you've got substandard wire you often have substandard flame retardant insulation as well and these things catch fire. And while you may not particularly be uh, practicing a particular holiday event, your neighbor who's in the condo next to you, and this is what Indra's actually referring to, um, I live part-time in condominiums in Fremont, California, and when I'm, when I'm there, there's, uh, there's 412 units altogether in the complex. It's a gated community. Uh, one of the units, it's about 100 feet, maybe 150 feet across uh, a parking lot from me, uh, caught fire and it was determined that it was actually from a toaster that had, in fact, a substandard cable on it. Uh, this burnt a significant amount of uh, complex down. Uh, fortunately, nobody was hurt, but at 2 o'clock in the morning to hear sirens going off to see the uh, dancing of light out your bedroom window uh, it's scary to say the least very true i mean so if you look, really look at it a counterfeit part the impact of it can be both economical to the consumer at their end but sometimes if it's a brand name uh company and somebody use their name to make the part also, they would be impacted too, right? In other words, they would have to add in more controls or uh, something to identify that they, they are good parts versus the bad or the counterfeit parts, right? That's very true. Um, on various shows, I've had uh, Frank... Um, uh, Frank and other folks from Goldberg Sagala on my show. Uh, that's a legal firm in New York. And uh, we've talked a fair bit about the ramifications of counterfeiting, if you will, stealing of IP, intellectual property, and the cost associated to the company that actually gets hurt by it. Not that the company itself, you know, Westinghouse makes toasters or General Electric makes a toaster or um, Black & Decker makes a toaster and if somebody has counterfeited that, implied that you have something that's, one of them that comes to mind is Arm & Hatchet as opposed to Arm & Hammer. Now this is not a toaster but 
uh, it's one of them I remember one of the folks talking about, the, one of my guests talking about is that trade name being changed slightly. A lot of people would not notice that it's Arm and Hatchet because the logo is modified just enough to be legally okay, but implies that it's uh, a different thing. The company involved, and to uh, to actually share with you, I remember seeing a um, a piece on the news as uh, recently as this year. Apple, uh, two people, as I recall, two people in China had purchased um, power chargers, the charging units for either their iPad or their iPhone or or their iPod, one of those devices. Anyway, it wound up shorting out and actually causing loss, loss of life. Two people died in China. A third person has uh, been subject to and died in Australia. Apple t- took the proactive step of replacing chargers for anybody at no cost or minimal cost. They replaced chargers for anybody that thought they might have a counterfeit. This was not done because Apple was counterfeiting anything. It was done to protect their name. uh, And it's the only way that they really have to address it. They don't want people, they don't want their name to be associated with counterfeits. So companies like this have to go out of their way, spend time and money to overcome what a real counterfeit process uh, does to them. So in a situation like that, if I look at it, there is a short-term effect and a long-term effect. The short-term effect is more economical where they have to take an action and replace those parts and things like that. From a long-term perspective, probably they need to change their process or how they assemble or put the product together. In the end, it, the consumer ends up paying higher in uh, much more, right? It does turn out to be that way. The actual process, when put in place initially and managed correctly all the time, does not really add a lot of cost. It actually reduces cost because, you know, as you and I have gone around the world and helped companies identify process management issues, we almost always find that there's improvements that can be made that actually reduce the cost. While it does cost them a bit to look, when they get all done uh, time and time again, at least in my experience and the work I've done, I don't remember too many places, if any, where we actually added cost to the company at the end uh, of an engagement with them. Very true. And in my own experience, too, is that usually up front, if you examine the process or the parts and the way the production is taking place, uh, you could identify areas and you could spend a little bit more time in analyzing how the the process is taking place and from impact perspective from a safety as well as the quality of the product, then there's a effort put up in the front, but then once the process is streamlined, you can always identify and probably it improves the cost as well as the efficiency and the timeline by which you can produce the parts. Absolutely. Very, very true. And from 
you're right. Up front, there is a big cost. At the end, it's much more effective and, uh, and actually it's much more less costly from that perspective. So then over time, it pays off. And one of the long-term effects, uh, reaching back a bit, uh, and this, this is actually a combination of counterfeiting, but it's also a, a hazardous substance story. Back uh, around the 2003 time frame, uh, Sony produced uh, products for the Christmas holidays for the December sales cycle. And uh, the long story short is that they, the cabling had flame retardant that was not allowed. Whether this was a manufacturing mistake or, in fact, a counterfeit uh, process or a process of counterfeiting the cables, to be honest, uh, I don't think anybody really paid attention to the counterfeiting back then. But the long-term effect... In this case, the short term was that Sony got fined several hundred, I think it was a couple hundred thousand dollars, or a couple, hundred, a couple of million dollars. Um, let me clarify this. I think it was like $200 million they got fined. They also lost their Christmas season because all the products going into Europe at that time were seized and had to be sent for rework. More importantly, the long-term effect if you watch what happened to Sony between the 2002, 2003, 2004 time frame, for a number of years, their product was, uh, their, their sales actually dropped. Um, and this was an Xbox product. So their sales dropped because of the tainting of their reputation. That becomes a huge impact on industry itself and more than anything can drive up the price. If, if volume goes down, prices obviously go up. Very true. I mean, it's, it's actually a trust. A trust is lost. And when the yes. trust, to rebuild that trust, it takes a little bit longer, much longer to rebuild it rather than get it right away. The, you can lose that trust in overnight and the impact of it is very tremendous, like the example that you're giving about Sony. But then to recover, it takes a very, very long time, absolutely. And it, it ties into the example that you gave earlier about Apple, where they cared about their own reputation and the trust that the consumers have with Apple. And that's why they immediately reacted and said, okay, we'll replace any charger that is somebody doubts that it's counterfeit part. And then do it at a at low cost or no cost, and then so that they want to retain or sustain that trust, and that is very very important to any company that is there is to build the customer satisfaction from that perspective of the trust. These are these are all part of the reasons that we, being myself and and the folks I'm involved with, set up the hazardous substance free Mark Alliance. Uh, program and the Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance programs uh, for this very reason, to allow those who are truly doing a good job, the ones that really care and are not trying to defraud anybody that are making quality products, to give them a way to provide labeling using uh, electronic labels, what we're now calling e-labeling, to allow them to put a list of their products up online to actually show you as a consumer 
that they have taken all the steps necessary to ensure quality products, counterfeit avoidance, hazardous substance avoidance, and be able to demonstrate that by listing the products that are managed under a process control, a certified uh, process, much like I've talked about with Secure Components, where they've gone through and they undergo a, a process development where they put in place the appropriate tools, they identify the steps taken to ensure compliance, then they have a third party come in and actually perform those assessments, third party assessments, independent assessments, if you will, to ensure that they're following them. And they do this openly because they really want external eyes to to help make sure they're doing Go ahead. That's that. I I think that is the best thing to have is that it's like having a third party come in and look at your system or processes, like whether there are like the ISO audits or any audit that is happening by a third party, somebody from the outside. Because you may one may be doing on a daily basis something, uh, and sometimes miss out on a on a system or a process or a step that is there. And when you have somebody else coming in and looking at it, it helps a lot in identifying whether the process that was set is working the way it is supposed to be working and it's going on very well. Uh, yes, and we all have done it at one time or another in our life. I mean, process is very fundamental. Process management is very fundamental. Um, as children growing up, going to school, we often spend time with our parents. We've done a homework assignment and we ask them to review it so that we can hopefully get that A grade when we show up the next day in class with it. That's a process. It's a process of doing what we say, having somebody look at it to verify that we've done what we said, that it is in fact providing the results that we expect. Indra, we got to take a short break. It's that time to identify the radio station and our sponsors once again. Um, can I get you to stay with me? Sure. Okay. Thanks. Uh, to my listening audience, don't go away. We'll be back in just a minute to talk about how do you protect yourself from buying counterfeits. We've talked about the impacts. We've talked about the types of counterfeits. Be sure to come back and uh, we'll be talking about buying or not buying counterfeits. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products. Yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. 
Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Secure Components is proud to be the first independent distributor certified to the Department of Defense adopted AS6081 counterfeit avoidance standard. Our clients view us as partners in counterfeit avoidance because we share our source of supply. We have earned their trust to procure electronic and mechanical components specifically when their requirements are obsolete or unavailable from authorized sources. Visit SecureComponents.com today to learn why the largest aerospace defense and technology companies in the world partner with Secure Components. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is People to People, working together for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Stan at StanSalat.com. Again, that's Stan at StanSalat.com. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is all about the anatomy of counterfeits. My guest, Inder Desai, and I have been discussing three directly related uh, items, three items directly related to counterfeits and how basic process controls can help change the future. We've talked about um, the question, what are, what are counterfeits? We've identified the electronics, the textiles, the furniture, the automotive, fashion wear. And if you're not sure, you can add cons- cosmetics to that. You can add jewelry to that. You can actually add appliances, uh, building products. That doesn't uh, begin to touch all of it, but that is what we see most commonly. What are the impacts of counterfeits? We've been discussing that both from a health perspective, a health and safety perspective, keeping in mind that particularly when you're looking at cosmetics, there's issues of substandard chemicals being used that cause all sorts of issues with people sensitive to various um, chemicals. Uh, not being what it says it is, which is the big thing. You read the label, it says one thing, and if you're sensitive to it, it's kind of like reading a label on food where you're sensitive to peanuts. It doesn't tell you it has peanuts in it or a peanut extract or a peanut oil, and the next thing you know, you're in the hospital because of um, the fact that it did not share with you. The manufacturer didn't tell you it had a peanut extract of some sort. The health and safety, uh, buildings burning down and so forth. Long-term effects, uh, what happens long-term to some companies, not that they're the counterfeiters, but they're, the, they're impacted by those account that do counterfeit products using their logos or their intellectual property. The short-term effects and the economics of it. Remember that I had shared with you that the International Chamber of Commerce is estimating a $1.7 trillion industry in counterfeits. And I'm remiss if I don't remind us that counterfeiting is now known to be a key component of funding 
subsidizing or finding its way back into paying for terrorism and crime. It is rapidly becoming more lucrative than drug trafficking and human trafficking. That because primarily uh, counterfeiting has a very low penalty associated with it. If I get counterfeit, if I get a, a brought up on charges of counterfeiting, depending on where I'm at in the world, uh, it could be as simple as a slap on the hand or perhaps as painful as 12 to 18 months in prison. Um, but it's not generally a federal offense. It's a misdemeanor. So with that said, we started talking about how do you protect yourself from buying counterfeits? What is it that you and I can do as consumers or as the business buyer, the buyer in a business that is buying products for our production. And here we're talking about the big stores, we're talking about the small businesses, we're talking about flea markets, uh, liquidation stores, online stores. Uh, online has become a huge issue. Uh, and Indra. Indra, let me first off. Indra, I'm sorry, I got carried away there. Are you still with us? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I can see how much passionate you are about the subject, and then how yeah. you want to protect the consumers from knowing and using the counterfeit parts. Yes, products. yes, I, I do apologize. I do get uh, fairly passionate with this subject, and particularly the the aspects of the consumer side of this. Um, I, I just got to tell this real quick little story because it, it, it's happened to me right here on the radio station. I got an email from a listener who said he absolutely loved the show. Uh, he listened to it regularly, but he was really upset with me because when the radio portion, when the, the intro comes on, it, it hurt his ears because he had bought a brand new set of uh, a brand new headset. And apparently when he plugged it all in, it just blasted his ears apart. So he sent me an, an email and uh, I got busy with uh, Voice America, the radio station that carries the show. At the end of the day, he sent me back a note. In fact, I just, just looked at it here a little bit ago, a few days ago, and he acknowledged that he had bought what he thought was a um, legitimate set of headphones and they turned out to be counterfeit. They were they had issues with them. And once he bought a good pair, a good headset that was not counterfeit, he realized that there was no issue with the radio station. So there you have it. If nothing else, I'm passionate about protecting the show we're on right now. <laughs> you're right. And one of the things, I mean, it, it is very true. And like the headphone set that you're talking about, and just uh, occurred to me is that uh, on Monday uh, when I, I was listening, coming in, I was listening to the radio, and they talked about uh, the forty, uh, the uh, the Giants, the San Francisco Giants, uh, just won the World Series, and mm -hmm. on Friday right. there was a parade, and actually the they caught uh, the counterfeit T-shirts and hats and everything that were being sold uh, during the final games as well as during the parade. Right. And uh, it was in thousands of dollars. And the, the, the thing is that sometimes we forget what is the impact, the economic impact, which is the 
implicit one, which is not out explicitly, is that the cost to a consumer, because now you, with excitement and with all the excitement of winning, having your favorite team win, and you would like to have a symbol or some memory of it, and you buy this shirt or a hat, and then the next thing you find out that it's counterfeit, and then you put it in wash, and it shrinks, and so now you can't wear it anymore. And the cost of it, the the economic impact is very, very high from that perspective. And that brings me to the point is that I, you did mention about some of the markings that are going to go on there, like uh, in the safety side, you have like the UL marking and things like that. For counterfeit, uh, there is the comma type markings, but what is it that you, from your perspective would be a good way a consumer can identify a counterfeit part? It's a very excellent question, Indra, and it's what we've been striving to do now for a, a bit of time. The only way that we're actually going to get a handle on this is to really establish a process management approach that includes a third-party oversight. And I say that with a lot of careful uh, reflection. I also say it realizing uh, at a meeting I attended where the CEO of J.C. Penney's was a keynote speaker. He established during that keynote speech that J.C. Penney's at that time, this goes back a few years now, but at that time he indicated that J.C. Penney's did 85,000 on-site inspections of the products they bought each year. Wow. So that's that's huge. Think about 85,000 times that somebody goes to a facility and inspects the product, looks at the processes to verify that the company is getting what it should be getting. And you multiply that by all the big box stores. Uh, two things happen. One is if the box stores, the big box stores, and I and I say big box, I'm talking about the national or international organizations like J.C. Penney's, Sears, Macy's, uh, Walmart, um, so on and so forth. When they start doing it individually, uh, it's huge and it's and it's costly. What also happens is the small companies become the recipients of more of the counterfeit because they're not watching as closely. So what we've done is we created the HSF Mark Alliance. It's a website at hsf.us. And we created the Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, which is uh, found at counterfeitavoidance.org. Those two websites are intended to provide industry with the means of demonstrating their conformity assessment based on process management and third-party certification. That allows them to actually post online what they do, how they do it. Uh, One example of this, and actually our first example, uh, it's been slow in coming. While we have uh, certified over 4,500 facilities around the world, we're just now beginning to get the manufacturers involved with posting their information. Uh, ASUS, ASUS Technology, is the first company in the world to actually post a product on the website. So it's it's very slow in coming, but it is starting to happen. 
And that's what I really see as the consumer's protection. Start demanding of the suppliers, uh, retailers in this case, your retail stores need to be told without question that the consumer, particularly consumers, want to know what's in the products they're buying and they want that to be a qualified process so that the companies are actually demonstrating through third party what they're doing. So, uh, so right before the break we talked about and you were mentioning about the process like uh, the report cards of our kids and things like that. So one thing is there is always in any organization there are explicit processes and implicit processes. So I think it is very, very important to make the part of the counterfeit and the safety of the product that they are producing very explicit as to how they're going to manage it as well as be more upfront in uh, in declaring where the part has been made or how it has been made or what are the products so that there is if there were any time a question then you can always track it back trace it back to the origin or the third-party supplier or food chain that is there so that you can do a corrective action to it very, very quickly. Yes, that, that is the key. It's called, we, we call it, and I know you and I have discussed this, the chain of custody. Where did, where did the raw material all the way through to the finished good and how do you trace it both forwards and backwards? Indra, I hate to say it, but we have just about run out of time today. Uh, we've got just a couple of minutes left, and I do need to uh, throw in my closing here. So uh, in 10 or 15 seconds, any last thoughts to our listening audience? No, it, the only thing I would leave it, I mean, this is a very uh, good subject. I mean, it's something that every consumer, everybody is touching it on a daily basis. I hope uh, today with our discussion, we were able to share some of the thoughts as well as how to look out and what to do if you run into something like this. So hope to catch up again more on this subject. Okay, and I thank you very much. And particularly with the holidays coming up, this is very timely. People to people, working together for your safety is dedicated to bringing people together to share knowledge and create a safer environment for us all. As a call to action, I encourage you to share with me, either through emails, questions. If you agree or disagree, send me a note at, to stan at stansalot.com. Also, I uh, invite you to uh, jump into my Twitter, to my Twitter, if you will, at stansalotjr. That's Twitter account is at stansalotjr. I'd like to once again thank our sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management, LLC, and Secure Components, LLC. Without sponsors, we would have a hard time making this uh, show happen each and every week. I also want to recognize our supporting staff from Voice America. Brandy Jackson is our general manager. Roger, Robert Cellino, our executive producer. Randy Jackman, our product production production manager, Jeff Gerstel, director of host services, Yulia Coach uh, from People to People, uh, Coach Branding, and the production manager of People to People. As I sign off today, I thank you for joining me on People to People, working together for your safety. Remember, change only happens when people come together and work together. Your help in the fight against proliferation of hazardous substances and counterfeiting of consumer products could save a life. 
Until next week, I'm your host, Dan Slott, wishing you a safe and healthy life. Thank you for listening. Please join host Stan Salat for next week's edition of People to People, working together for your safety. We'll have another show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a safe, toxic, and counterfeit-free week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.